Okay, welcome everyone to the Weird World Podcast. I'm Dean. I'm Emma. I'm Carrie. I'm Jack. Today, Carrie, the beloved mother of the clan, is going to tell us a apparently a deep, dark story. We don't know what it is, but she did tell... She told me... I asked what was for dinner, and she said... Um, you're, you might not be hungry after I tell you this story. So That's all we know about it right now. Mm-hmm. After just... she said cat food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She first offered him a cat food for dinner. For dinner. And, and then she said, you might not be hungry. So, Carrie, tell us this apparently, I don't know, gruesome story? There's a gruesome element to it. It's a well-worn tale. Oh. Everybody's heard of it before. Is it a tale's oldest time? Is this Beauty <gasps> and the Beast? <laughs> Beauty. Oh, no. We don't got the rights. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Is this beating the beast? But no, it's no, a rhetorical no. question. So go. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm just going to start it, and soon you will figure it out. Okay. <laughs> On September 13th, 1848. Oh, I know now. Was it a Friday? <laughs> I even know the time of day. Around 4:30 p.m. Maybe I don't. Who's got a guess? Well, Girl. I do have a guess. <laughs> Give me a little more information. I don't know Well, shit. a group of guys were working on the Rutland and Burlington Railroad. They were a crew that was clearing away some tough black rock. This is near Cavendish, Vermont. <gasps> Dad knows it, I bet. No, I don't. Oh, Bernie. The railroad foreman filled a drill hole with gunpowder. Oh, my God. I think oh. I know it. I figured it out. And then a crew member was going to uh, stick some dirt or clay in it. I think. Tamp it down. Sure, uh-huh. sure. Oh, I do know what it is now. The foreman would tamp it down with a metal pole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in order to contain the blast. Okay. Is this and then, Snow White? <laughs> <laughs> no. There are seven dwarves. <laughs> So who knows the name of the railroad foreman? I don't have any idea. Jack Nicholson. Do you really have no idea? (laughs) What the name is. Oh. Oh. I think I know. Do you want me to say? Yeah. Phineas Gage. That's it. Phineas Gage. I have no fucking clue what this is. You'll find out. You'll find out. Okay. So Phineas Gage is the one that was holding the drill hole with the gunpowder in it. And then his foreman put the clay in it. Okay. Phineas tamped it down. And then apparently he turned his head... Maybe somebody distracted him. Maybe he was just checking on him to make sure everybody was in their places. But then... <laughs> Around about this time, old Phineas. I was, but I was about to ask if this was a real story. This is a real I'm story. It is a real now. story. We're yeah. now telling fiction. Which is, I, I know. That's why I, was, I stopped myself. I was like, what the fuck, Emma? You know? Yeah, yeah. You should have. You know what? You know, you're not in this podcast anymore. Get out. Go, go get your cat food. Go to so, your room. There's a couple possibilities about how what happens happened. It could be that, you know, after Phineas, when Phineas was tamping down the gunpowder, with it, his head was turned, remember, because he went to look at his crew, he could have scraped the iron of his um, tamping rod on the side of the hole, like the rock, creating a spark and an explosion. Or perhaps his crewman, his assistant, didn't really put the sand in. Ugh. So when he turned back around and put the tamping stick in mm. and started tamping it down, instead of hitting, you know, sand. clay or sand, he was hitting gunpowder. Mm. And then yeah. that caused a spark. 
to shoot out, igniting the gunpowder, and his tamping iron rocketed up. Mm. And... At over 20 miles an hour. (laughs) Well, he must have been holding it close to his head or something. (gasps) And it was pointed. The end was pointed. This was a special tamping iron that Phineas had commissioned specifically from a blacksmith. Looked like kind of like a javelin. It was three feet, seven inches long. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Weighed 13 and a quarter pounds. And for comparison purposes... Phineas was five foot six. <laughs> well, he's a little shorter. Yeah, so you know that's pretty long. I mean, the three foot seven All right. compared foot, to him. Yeah, because to uh, you know six footers these days, that three seven tampering rod would be nothing. You just sort of brush it away. Yeah, exactly. She's giving you yeah. the ballistics, yes. okay. the angle. She's detailing this. And that is, <laughs> you'd be asking me. How tall he was I if I would. didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I kind of want him to know my background in his life. Are we going to get that? Uh, he was one of five children. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I guess I that got. takes care of that section. Mm-hmm. You'll get some later. Calm down. Not really. Doesn't sound like a Really? Of his life before this? I mean, like... No one cares. Yeah, we'll get no. to it. Hmm. <laughs> At its widest, his tamping rod had a diameter of one and a quarter inches. And then at the end, you know, the upwards end, it was came to a point. Which, really... Why would you have it come I to know. a point? That yeah. seems like danger. Yeah. Well, I'd previously, want it as blunt as possible. Previously, they were shaped like penises, and it got embarrassing, so <laughs> they changed it to the point rod. They called it the point rod, technically. Well, when it uh, when the gunpowder blasted, the the pointed end yeah, that, that of weird. Phineas's uh, tamping rod entered his head. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> just <laughs> below the left cheekbone. <laughs> destroyed an upper molar. Oh, I bet. Passed yes. behind his left eye. Oh, so it's going it's pre going what, this like, a, way. like a 45 degree angle kind of? I don't have angles. Tore up. <laughs> she she <laughs> says angrily. <laughs> I don't have your fucking angles, asshole. Go ahead. Okay. Tore up into the underside of his brain's Left oh frontal lobe. Oh, here. my sweet baby and then Lord. Goes, and he died? And up through the top of his skull, exiting near the midline, just behind where his hairline started. Oh. Wait a second. Oh, okay, got it. It was almost straight up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So, whoop. so much more than 90. Okay. Like yes. 80 degree angle or something. Yeah, like about. Okay. You know what? I don't have how old he was here, but I think he was in his 20s, like his mid-20s. I would concur. Yeah. I think he was like 26-ish or something like that, or maybe 24, something like that. Okay. So in that days, he was on his way out. Yeah, he was near (laughs) retirement. No. What year was this? 1848. Is that what I said? Before the Civil War. So that's how you know. Old. That's my... shit. It's before then. I'm like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) Wikipedia, he's called Phineas Gage, brain injury survivor. Yes. <laughs> oh, so he didn't die. Yeah. Sorry, did I give it away? It's okay. <laughs> Spoilies. I mean, I figured he did. So, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> One person reported that the tamping rod whistled as it flew. Yes. He was 25. Oh, you better was, work. Yeah. And then the rod landed 25 yards away oh and stuck upright in the dirt. Oh, my God. It was a javeline. Yep. Witnesses described it as streaked with red and greasy to the touch from fatty brain tissue. So it went it went cleared through his head? Yes, mm-hmm. it did. Oh, Broke okay. that skull baby like oh, wow. uh yep. something. 
<laughs> like a thing that breaks easily. So, I like an eggshell. <laughs> so the momentum of the blast yeah. threw Phineas backwards, I as you would assume, mm. and he landed hard. Amazingly, he claims he never lost consciousness. Yeah, I would really, I'd want to. Yeah. He merely twitched a few times on the ground. <laughs> and then he was walking and talking in a few minutes. What, what injuries imagine? be like that? Is anything wrong with my face, guys? Be honest. <laughs> so he didn't feel anything? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he felt oh. it. Oh, yeah. That There's was, a hole in his then, face and head. Although, what? you know what? Immediately after an injury, yes. you probably don't... You're in shock. You're in shock. Your but body's in shock, and so you don't... I didn't feel my hand, my finger get hurt for a while after I slammed <laughs> totally, it. Totally comparable. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. I had no idea I had a broken collarbone when I broke my collarbone. Absolutely the same. On, on soft white powder in Utah, <laughs> yeah. your mother broke her collarbone uh, and you uh, slammed your finger into a car. These are absolutely comparable yeah. things. It and when a- that soccer ball hit me in PE <laughs> and, and gave me the tiniest hairline fracture, I know how Phineas feels. Yeah. We feel you, Phineas. My finger had an acrylic nail on it. Oh, so, okay, yeah. you know what? I feel bad for making fun hey, of you. Thank you. I cut my finger on February 4th. She did. <laughs> it is approaching two months later, and Month. I still can't bend it. Depending on when we upload this, that's going to seem weird. Well, that's why I said two months. Okay. That's just bizarre. <laughs> that is bizarre. You're an anomaly. Truly. Yeah. Well, not according to the hand, especially. <laughs> yeah. it, it was a pretty bad cut, you guys. It didn't even require stitches. It's, that doesn't mean it wasn't bad. It's just dumb. But I was on a conference call, so rightfully, she didn't bother me. <laughs> she, <laughs> she I know, she called me. She was like, hey, if you're not busy, um, my hand's falling off, and so... I, I waved her away. I looked at you. I, I am busy. I'm very busy. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to Finney. Sorry. In Ferb. Good okay. Show. Stop it. What? Uh, oh, so he was actually able to climb into an ox cart, <laughs> which... I'm sure it was a comfy, smooth ride. Blah. Someone grabbed the reins and they started moving. And at that point, he was able to sit upright. And he sat upright for the entire almost mile-long trip into Cavendish. So they did realize he should probably go to see a doctor. They sure. Did. Yeah. They this were basically taking him home. Sometimes it's like, you know what, we'll walk it off. You know, take a half day. Ah, <laughs> take a half day. I'm sure his entire crew was horrified. Yeah, uh, yeah could, you could you imagine? imagine? No. Jesus. <laughs> so he was had been lodging at a hotel, so that's where they took him. And he just decided to sit on a chair on the porch, and he would chat with passersby. <laughs> Say, hey, look at my head. Does something look yeah. wrong? Do you think I should see someone for this? Or Look at the top. Can you see all the way through? Okay, I'm going to hold my hand beneath my chin. Can you, how many fingers am I holding up? Is Girl. there something wrong with my eye? It feels weird. But it, so it went behind his eye. Uh huh. So behind. did it? Did it hurt? Could he see out of that eye? The yeah. left eye? I doubt it. Aren't and your eyes like attached to shit? It was. Yes. There's a nerve. Yeah. I know his eye was protruding. <laughs> just completely loose little orbs in it your socket. It fucked them right okay. up. Yeah. So he couldn't see out of it anymore. I doubt it. Okay. The first not. doctor to arrive um, could see. All the way from the carriage. Unlike Minius. <laughs> yes, uh, but he spoke with the perfect French accent, by the way. He had that thing. He could see the bone jutting out of Phineas's scalp. And then uh, Phineas greeted the doctor by angling his head, like tipping his head down so the doctor could see the top of it and deadpanning, here's business enough for you. The doctor immediately threw up in the hole. <laughs> you know, at least he's How dare in you? good spirits. I know. That's true. 
Although I he, like him for now. Although you got to imagine, he probably really had no idea how bad it looked. Yeah, I would think. Well, he did know a huge a inch and a quarter diameter rod. That's much bigger than any yes. bullet. I know. And he knew his head was open. And bullets usually kill you when they I go know. through your head. So this is like I an extra know. big bullet going through your head. You shouldn't be. I don't know. I don't know. This man crazy. And you'll well, see why later. <laughs> yeah. So we know that it, you know, passed through the, his frontal lobe. And supposedly, well, not supposedly, we know <laughs> that the frontal lobes house our highest faculties. They're basically the essence of who we are. And so usually then this is where like the the folklore about Phineas Gage's story goes on from here that his personality completely changed, right? Mm -hmm. He used to be a real nice, smart guy. In fact, his employers thought he was the best foreman ever and he was super trustworthy and everything. And so then the stories say that he transformed from this clean-cut, virtuous foreman into a dirty, scary, (laughs) sociopathic drifter. Isn't Isn't that kind of like, okay, a super, you know, different example, but Michael Hutchins... Former lead singer for NXS, who later committed suicide. He oh, had nice. a terrible, he's like slipped on ice or something like that and hit his head really hard outside of a bar or something like that. And he became a much meaner, nastier person. Well, his personality completely changed after that. Yeah. Da. Isn't it like, you know, in a lot of stories of people who go on to become criminals had, yeah. or bad yes. people had a, had a horrific head injury as, as a child or as yeah. a young adult. Yeah. Ask Jared in Georgia. So the reason I ask that is because you keep on saying the stories are supposedly blah, blah, blah. Is that not, do you not believe that he became this much worse person afterward? We'll talk about Ooh, it. She's oh, got, she is. Oh, she. But yeah, that is the thing, isn't it? That if mm-hmm. you drop your kid on your head, send him back. If you drop your kid, kid on your head, yeah. On Sometimes. Head. If you drop the kid on the head. <laughs> you mean like you did with... Aaron, you let uh, Aaron Quinn fall off the. She didn't hit her head. She hit her whole body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She I I did let uh, Rachel face. I was just the, about uh, to yeah. bring this up. Rick in the backyard. If anyone let house. a kid hit their head. Yeah. Well, her blood also, ruined my shirt. So. <laughs> did you hit your head when you fell off of the bunk beds? Because. Mm. I mean, I fell off the bunk beds a lot. That would explain yeah. a lot then. <laughs> I fell yes. into a pile oh, of Barbies. Barbies. Yes. I just remember being like, ow. <laughs> that was pokey as fuck. And now I, I want to hurt things. <laughs> one time Jack fell in the um, <gasps> bathtub. Maybe you were, for some reason, I don't know, like, you couldn't have been that old. But we it was 14 probably. Let you... It was in Aliso Viejo. Let you take a shower by yourself or something. Like, a privilege. Maybe it was your first shower, your first solo shower. He was 14. And you fell, and I was so freaked out because I didn't see the fall, and of I didn't know how bad fell. it was. I, I remember calling the doctor. And that, at that point, uh, we had a really nice pediatrician who, if you called his office, he would call you back. It was like 7 p.m. on a Sunday. You were uh, fine. Apparently. Your personality changed a lot when you fell in the shower, at and Michi's house and no nope. one heard her fall and she <laughs> came downstairs Michi's. eventually. Who was it? Kristen. Whatever, Kristen's house. house. Eventually she came downstairs and like was pissed at everybody for not coming to her rescue because no one heard it. It had to be loud. I pulled we didn't the entire hear it. shower she curtain we heard and it. rod and down. Everything came crashing down. I was playing video games. She's <laughs> convinced to this day we all heard it and all agree, you know what, let's not go now. All the adults were probably talking to each other and all the yeah. kids were probably playing some video yeah. game. So stop. And, and that changed her personality for like an hour anyway. Yeah. yeah. She was then pissed she off. Was fine. Yeah. You fuckers. Even, even now when I make a big noise, like I drop something or whatever, I stand and wait. Me like, too. Who's going to come? 
to see what happened to me. Nobody, nobody oh. ever comes. Bitch, if I drop that shampoo bottle in the shower, I'm ready for to get a text. Keep it down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I make a loud noise, I wait for the text of like, shut the fuck up. Let's <laughs> oh, on. please. I think I need life alert at this point. I what? Agree. Okay. So here are some of the um, stories of what how people said Phineas's personality changed. That um, he started mistreating his wife and children, <laughs> inappropriate sexual behavior. He, he was either promiscuous or impaired sexually. Impaired? Or both, oddly. Yeah. Impaired what? Like erectile dysfunction? I'm assuming so. Oh. Um, that he had lack of forethought, concern for the future, or capacity for embarrassment. Mm. Is... He walked around with a lip dick all day long. <laughs> <laughs> didn't give a fuck. <laughs> That he was parading his self misery and vainglory and showing his wounds. I would show everybody wow. that wound. No, you would not. Yes, what, I what would. What did the wound look like? I showed everybody my finger. Look. <laughs> okay, it doesn't look anything different. But it's yeah, I mean, he, his wound must have been horrific, right? I know. Yeah. Uh. That he was gambling himself into emotional and reputational bankruptcy. Mm, not financial. Yeah, everything. That was the most obvious one. Emotional bankruptcy. And reputational. I went to Vegas and lost all my emotions. Oh, and my money. But My reputation was ruined. Money's intact, though. He was irresponsible, untrustworthy, aggressive, and violent. Mm. Uh, That he became a vagrant, a beggar. He was drifting and drinking. (gasps) Lying, brawling, bullying. Damn. Pretty much, he checked all the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Into a Roald Dahl poem. Psychopathy, although I'm sure they didn't use such a term back in the day, but that he was unable to make ethical decisions. Mm. (laughs) That was just 1848. I'm not sure there was a lot of ethics going around. Didn't they like poop in holes back then? Okay. What are you? These aren't cave days. We're 1848. Seriously. Not very many of them. Come on. Jack. Okay. Move on. Move on. This is after the Declaration of Independence. Oh, okay. And they were all racist. (laughs) Loss of respect for social conventions. Probably burping and farting all over the place. Probably. Well, at least. Sounds like dad at home. Did he have a... (laughs) Burping and farting. (laughs) I must have had a head injury. (laughs) Acting like an idiot or a lout. (laughs) (laughs) Living as a layabout or a boorish mess. Hmm. Alienating almost everyone who had ever cared about him. Hmm. Oh, that got Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) That one made me sad. (laughs) Why did it? It really did sound like a Stephen Sondheim song for a second there. Yeah. That sounded like a like um into the woods. Into the woods. <laughs> Living as a layabout and leaky <laughs> as a lout. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he was a lecherous lech of a leech. <laughs> yeah, literally. So this has been the the common um, oh wisdom of what happened. You're gonna to revisionist him. history us mm-hmm. right now. I feel like I love yep. it. Yep. So I mean, you've never heard of Phineas Gage, Emma, <laughs> but <laughs> Dean and Jack never heard. That? What you've yeah. commonly read? And uh, we learned about I it in AP so. Psychology Probably. as such. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See, everybody. I mean, every every um, psychology and like neuroscience class yeah. studies him. <clears throat> so, One of those. Mm-hmm. So his story has had a huge influence on the scientific and popular understanding of the brain. But so it's, you know, it implies that when people suffer horrific damage to the frontal lobes like a lot of people do in certain circumstances like soldiers mm-hmm. or um, like accident victims or even people who have strokes or Alzheimer's oh, disease. Yeah. yeah, like mm. how 
right? How you know wrestlers get mean football, and nasty yeah. later on. Football players. Well, like but that. that's something else. That's, that's not frontal lobe damage. It's not only frontal lobe damage. It's the whole the C T E. Yeah. What does yeah. that stand for again? Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Mm. Yeah. But that's from repeated like um blunt force. Blows trauma? to the head. Whatever yeah, that's, that's different than blows to Concussions. the head. Concussions. Concussions, yeah. So this is okay. Yeah, so this is I Yeah, mean, true. This Daddy. probably caused a concussion. Well. <laughs> but I think the piercing of the one. brain in its entirety is was more serious than a concussion. True. Certainly. But I, it didn't wouldn't have caused CTE, I don't think. No. But so basically the common wisdom at the time was that, you know, basically what makes us a human would go away with frontal lobe damage. Mm. Oh no. He's still a human. Mm-hmm. Well, but he's just a know. real bad one. Well, Jack yeah. had everybody was shitting in holes back in eighteen fifty. <laughs> I said that. Was that. I said no such thing. That was me. But recent work would suggest that much of this is baloney. <gasps> How do they do malarkey? <laughs> I'll tell you. And that a lot of it is just the some of it's scientific prejudice, like you know, a scientist. This is yeah. their hypothesis of what the frontal lobe does. Like we have an idea of what the frontal lobe does. So right. So if you damage it, then this is what the outcome is going to be. So then you know they take little snippets of something that might be true about him and just. Kind of expand it and embellish and kind of like that, oh, the one you did a while back where they uh, the doctor was studying dumb poor people were stupid feeble minded feeble mindedness yeah. yes. and he went back and they just cherry picked the history of these people mm-hmm. whenever they thought they were feeble minded they went back and said look all their ancestors were and of course there horrible was people not true at all but they went and picked the ones that were not great people and or even made up stories oh yeah yeah and even so, completely so this is a researcher people. our early researcher in psychology said, here's the hypothesis. You had this terrible frontal lobe damage. You were going to change for the worse. So mm-hmm. let's say he changed for the worse. Yep. That's kind of how the story of psychology. Yep. That's, or yeah. people taking artistic license. For a while. Or people even just telling stories, mm-hmm. you know, and just outright making stuff up. At you, Freud. Bitch. Yeah. Because actually, we know very little about... The his, brain. his post-accident yeah, life and behavior. I mean, we know some of it, but I mean, we know little about his post-life behavior or post-accident behavior, post-life. but not a ton of his pre-accident behavior either. So he could have always been an asshole. Well, no, we don't think he was because we do know that like his employers found him oh, to be yeah. very trustworthy right. and hardworking and all that kind of stuff. And, and people liked him. Mm-hmm. And if he wasn't quite as hardworking afterwards, because he had a hole in his head. Yeah, a he great was great excuse. Bit. Well, for instance, after his accident, he thought he he didn't want to see a whole bunch of his friends and stuff because he thought I'm going back to work in a couple days anyway. See? He was going to take a half day. So. I told you. <laughs> yes. Honestly, yeah. People back he then, was. I swear to God, they just walked off massive bullet wounds. Yeah. Badasses. Yeah, and and uh, so I got a, I got a nick here. Now. Cut my arm off, Doc. That's what they said, and they went right back to the fighting. I don't know. <laughs> I, I may be glamorizing that. I think you are. But we do know that he did recover. And after this accident, he did resume a pretty normal life. And so that kind of proves that we do know that the brain can, to a big degree, heal itself. Yeah. But remember, he led a normal life with his dick out most of the time. So that was... <laughs> well, that was the whole... Yeah. He didn't know social... social exactly. What was it called? Social it. something. Social conditions or something? Standing? 
I don't know. Well, a psychologist and historian by the name of Malcolm McMillan. It's a dope name. That is a good name. Yep. Decided that he wanted to look into the story about Phineas Gage. He's currently at the University of Melbourne. and It's Melbourne. So Thank you. He started researching in, in the 1970s. So he's been looking into stories about Phineas Gage for about 40 years. Mm. So he decided to try to track down original material about the case to find out what the truth was. He'd heard, you know, that he basically turned into a monster, <laughs> but he wanted to find out that, what, where was the actual documentation and where did, where did these stories come from. So he turned up alarmingly little, not a whole lot was written at the time by people who actually knew him. And so, you know, he realized how flimsy most of the, the evidence was for mm-hmm. what had really happened to Gage afterwards. Gage, I mean Phineas. That's fine. You know I care. It's the same person. And he wrote a book about it. So if anybody wants to read it, it's called An Odd Kind of Fame mm. by Malcolm McMillan. But the most important... First-hand information that he could find came from John Harlow, who is a self-described obscure country physician. Oh, what? I bet he has suspenders and has his thumbs in them all day long. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I'm just an obscure country physician now. (laughs) I bet that doll. (laughs) And little circle wire rim glasses, I'll bet you. A mustache or three. But he was the second doctor to see Phineas on the day of the accident. He got to the hotel around 6 p.m. So he said he watched Phineas walk upstairs to his hotel room and lie down on the bed, which he said was pretty much a bloody mess. I would imagine. The linens were ruined because of all of the blood. And then this is where you're going to not be hungry for dinner. Have fun. I bet I'm still I think I know what you're going to say. I bet I'm still hungry. Well, Dr. Harlow shaved Phineas's scalp and peeled off the dried blood and brains. Then he extracted the, the skull fragments from the wound. So no one had done anything to his head all this time? No. Not had first doctor. anything? Really, the first doctor says, yeah. The <laughs> first well, doctor just said, I'm out. How many country <laughs> physicians <laughs> would, would really feel no, what comfortable? The hell to do? Yeah. Well, I'd wrap it in a big old bandage and... They didn't even call do that. the Undertaker. Put some, call splash that. some water on there. Maybe dab it up the blood. No, nothing. Damn. They all said Garoti. He ran away and walked. Yeah. Well, this is just the second one. Yeah. And then so, they dipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good. That was a good use <laughs> of dips, Dad. Thank you. He extracted skull fragments from the wound by sticking his fingers in from both ends, mm. Chinese finger trap style. <laughs> First of all, a, a shade racist. Second of all, um, gross. Mm-hmm. Third of all, remember when I remember reading when uh, Lincoln was shot, the doctors did. They would fish around through the yeah. bullet wound to try through the, the canal, the new hole in his head to try to get the bullets out, the fragments yeah. out, that's, which undoubtedly made it worse, I'm, I'm sure. sure. Hey, let me just stick but my that's finger how they in did your it. Wound. They, Yeah. Uh, probably my unwashed finger. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You. Okay, let me go back in there. Yeah, that's the horrific thing because they didn't have any idea. Did they? Did they have no? No, germs no. And no. Stuff by Remember, then? they had a lot of infections in the Civil War as uh, they were tossing yeah. limb, uh, amputated limbs over their shoulder. Ugh. Well, so anyway, throughout all of this, poor Phineas was retching every Ugh. twenty minutes. 
Phineas was. Poor doctor. I know. Well, here's why he Phineas was. Oh. Because blood and greasy bits of brain kept oh, slipping no. down the back of his yeah. throat and gagging him. What That's the right. fuck? That's right. He's got a new hole in the back of his throat. Um, oh, my God. Oh, gross. And I hear that brain does not taste very good, especially raw. We'd have to ask Hannibal. Okay. Ugh. Well, reportedly... Phineas never got ruffled. He remained conscious and rational through the whole thing. And this is when he claimed he'd be back to blasting rocks within two days. Jesus H. Yikes. So they fish all the bones out. They, they, they clear away the excess brain matter. They didn't try to like, like push it back. I don't you know, think so. Connect it. The, the first doctor that came, remember, that saw him from his, his carriage as yeah. he was arriving? Yeah, threw up in the hole, yeah. Well, I guess Phineas did... I think he did. He said he vomited in a teacup size. Yes. Wait, Phineas bunch vomited. Of brains. Y- yeah, Phineas. bunch of brains uh, plopped out of his head. Oh my god! Uh, so he's teacup. Tea he's missing a significant amount of brain at this point. Yeah. Yes. Well, how much of this shit is important? Like, how <laughs> yeah. much can you? Oh, shit. There goes sixth grade. Well, how much can you lose <laughs> and be? Bitch, you'd be surprised. Okay. Oh, oh god. There are people oh. who oh, have. That's my ability to smell. Oh, there goes colors. Aren't there people who have had half of their brain removed? And yes. They, a woman yes, at my job yeah. came up and told me about how she has half a brain. Really? Yes. Well, so there you have it. But like you she wasn't all there. Um, Emma Hippa. <laughs> uh, What's her name and employee ID number? Uh, she was she was a customer. Oh well, that's even worse. Oh, so there's no HIPAA between customers She's and saying it. It's her information. Yeah, she was telling. I had I, was a, I, about that, I had yes. the sense she told a lot of retail workers. <laughs> Let me talk about my brain. You guys know I have half a brain? Mm -hmm. Hi. See, like I told you Phineas would do. So they finally (laughs) got the bleeding to stop around 11 p.m. Ah. Wow. So he's bleeding for hours and hours and hours. How is he... He must be, how yeah. is he not in like shock, That's like, like actual shock? Hours. Oh, yeah. is that all? Okay. okay. <laughs> so he's bleeding for six and a half hours. Losing bits he's, of brain. He's lost at least a teacup plus of brain. Yeah. He's had, he's had fingers poking around in yes. his brain. And he's um, been vomiting. Uh-huh. And he's, in, he's, a, he's a trooper. He is. How is he not in shock? Or dead. Well, maybe he wasn't in or, a bit of oh, shock. Is, he, well, oh, is this a zombie story? Is this the first zombie? <gasps> hey. Wouldn't be the first. Yeah. So the next morning, or he, and it said he rested. He was able to rest that night. Oh. The next morning, his head was heavily bandaged, <laughs> and his left eyeball was still protruding a good half inch. A half inch. But Dr. Harlow allowed him to have visitors, and Phineas recognized his mother and his uncle. Which was a very good sign. Yeah, he's got memory. So he was doing great at first. Mm. But as often happened, probably in the 1840s, after a few days, his health started to deteriorate. His face puffed up, yep. as one could imagine. With the massive infection set in from the doctor's fingers in his brain. His brain swelled. He started raving. I would imagine he probably. (laughs) 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 I need a neon necklace. I need a pacifier. (laughs) Somebody give me a pacifier and an ecstasy tablet. I would think he was probably running a fever also. At one point, he demanded that someone find his pants so he could go outside. (laughs) Wow, I thought he didn't need those, but go ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. And his brain de- had developed a fungal infection. That's not good. And he lapsed into a coma. Oh. Wow. A fungal infection in the brain. Yeah. That's the only kind of thing you get when you have a quarter inch hole in your head. Yeah. Quarter inch? One and a quarter. Yeah. 
Well, well it's well, probably the hole was bigger than that. Squeezed up a little True. bit. Tight, you know, it's it's merged. The rod is still in his brain. No, no oh. it went all the way through yeah. and immediately. Remember? Oh, Come on. it was three feet seven inches long. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah that'd be bad. Yeah, you're walking yeah, around with his rod, sawed off just under the chin and just <laughs> yeah, over the head. I thought and maybe they did that. Well, if you've ever watched Grey's Anatomy, well, that's what they do. You know, I've they do leave bullets in wounds often. Mm-hmm. Well, and at this point, a local cabinet maker did come in to measure him for a coffin. Well, oh my God. While I mean, he was awake. So two weeks into <laughs> this whole thing, Dr. Harlow performed emergency surgery. To do he what? punctured the tissue inside Phineas's nose to drain the wound. Yeah, good thinking. I don't know, want to know what tissue. They got to relieve there. the pressure. That's yeah. actually some quality medical work there. Mm-hmm. Okay, as a fellow doctor, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, nope. shut up. Well, that's to me would be way less invasive because usually what they do is they drill into your skull, right? Yes, to relieve the pressure. So back in the olden days, I mean, they uh-huh. apparently did that like thousands of years ago. Well, they still do if you have I know, pressure in I, your brain. It's more interesting if it was done a long time. Yeah, <laughs> with one of those little now. hand crank things. Sure, sure, you know? I've done it. Back in political science graduate school, when I got my job. <laughs> Med school. <laughs> you used a hand crank yeah, drill uh, to drill in someone's yep, head? Yep, yep. Uh, so let's see. Uh, so they drained personal. the wound through his nose. And things were touch and go for weeks. Touch and go. Phineas did lose sight in his left eye, as one might assume. And they sewed it shut. Mm. And so oh. his... So what? they pop it out? No. Or his eye, so just the bad eye was in, and then they sewed it shut? The bad eye was in. You know, I'm not, it doesn't say they ever took it out. It just said his left eye remained sewn shut the rest of his life. We'll there put, are pictures of him online. Yeah. Honestly, and they his, probably took it out. It's hard to tell. It's hard I, to tell if he has an eye in there or not. I don't know. They could have just done it. It doesn't look sunken in. It could have been sawdust, and then they showed it set just to, so it didn't look sunken in. So I'm going to so. go with sawdust or, or marble. That would have been some clay. In the articles I read. Clay, clay and sand. Some clay and sand <laughs> that, they sh- that an asshole should have put into the hole. Yeah, they, I, they never got back around to that. You think they might have yeah, look into a little no, investigating to find out. That's secondary. Ooh. I don't know if it was my <laughs> railroad blasting we company to, I'd want to know we definitely have to show this picture I know ah. <laughs> a picture of, of it's a uh, cartoon a cartoon and it says kaboom with a big piercing rod going through the, through the cartoonishly drawn person as he's flying into the air yeah yeah it will de- okay yeah I can't tell if you had an eyeball or not go ahead not in that cartoon so Phineas eventually stabilized and in late November so wait when did this happen when did I say oh September so in late November, he returned home, which was Lebanon, New Hampshire. Huh. That's he, so funny to me. Very delicious spicy dishes, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think he took with him? The, the rod. rod. His tamping <laughs> yes. irons, which he started carrying around with him everywhere. Well, okay. He well, loved that thing. You were kind of right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. saying he still had the rod. So while he was recovering, so it took about two months, this is when the stories about Gage started circulating in newspapers Rude. with varying degrees of accuracy, as one might imagine, so, the way newspapers were back in the day. You mean stories about him being this, turning into an asshole? Uh, no, about the accident. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, not yet. Oh, about really? About what had happened. It took two months for this accident to be widely reported? No, while he was recovering, during this time. Oh, okay. So most word like tabloid mm-hmm. stories emphasizing just the you know sheer miraculousness of him surviving it and then you know doctors were also talking about the case too some with some skepticism 
some doctors dismissed it as a Yankee invention. They didn't, oh. they didn't even believe it. That's a hoax. Yeah, because oh. they didn't think somebody could survive it. Oh. I mean, I don't blame them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Especially, you know, it, they were Yankees. Yeah. So, yeah. A Yankee yeah. hoax. You know those Yankees. Yeah. They lie about everything. Yeah, they really? cheat at baseball. Yeah. And they <laughs> cheat You're thinking in their of the candles. Astros. No, I'm... No, don't do sports right now. <laughs> it's canceled for a reason. I'm glad I'm about just, it. I'm doing a sports episode next time. Okay. Good. Well... A doctor at Harvard, Dr. Henry Bigelow, brought Phineas to the medical school there for a formal evaluation in 1849. He basically treated him like a curiosity, and mm. he presented him at one meeting along with a stalagmite, quote, remarkable for its singular resemblance to a petrified penis. Jesus. Not Ew. very nice. No. He was a giant rock penis. Here's a guy with a hole in his head. Yep. Very similar. <laughs> Value. But... This doctor presented another kind of detailed firsthand account of what Phineas was like besides Dr. Harlow's. And his report said that Gage had, or Phineas had quite recovered in his faculties of body and mind. And he, you know, examined him and, but his, they were like neurological exams, but they were basically testing him for sensory and motor deficits. And, you know, so basically because he could still walk and talk and see and hear and everything. And sing and dance. <laughs> he was a triple threat. Dr. Bigelow concluded that he was fine. There was nothing wrong with him. Ah. So it really didn't assess personality differences. Is there really nothing else wrong with him? Yeah, you'd think I there'd mean, be some part of his brain that doesn't work anymore. Some sense or function that does not work. I mean, anymore. besides the eye. Yeah, but that's just tough. physical. You know what I mean? That's not some... <laughs> that's true. Right? The brain is compartmentalized you know, and it takes a while, right? You forgot what some animals were called. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Something or like, like motor... That. Yeah, functions. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. You show him a picture so... of a zebra, he said elephant. You show him a picture of a gorilla a and he said <laughs> pronghorn antelope. Yeah. Maybe that. Well, you know what? Let's cow. go with that. Well, this is Bigelow's assessment was pretty much in line with what the medical consensus was at the time, mm-hmm. that basically the frontal lobes didn't do much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it said in part because people could could suffer pretty bad injuries to them and, and survive and walk away and be fine. Hmm. Now we know that parts of the frontal lobes contribute to nearly every activity inside the brain. The forefront of the lobes, called the prefrontal area, is uh, especially important in impulse control and planting and planning. Oh, planning. So that would explain why later psychologists think he was, (laughs) you know, turned into have poor impulse impulse control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like he has to have had that. So let's say he did. Yes. And I don't think those stories, like I said, came about at the time. Yeah. And they started. They developed. You know. Okay. When they started developing those theories, they they looked back at that case somehow mm-hmm. and said, "Okay, well then, exactly. let's make the facts this, fit the theory." Uh huh, a hundred percent. Like I said, you know, scientists would create the facts of Phineas Gage to fit their hypothesis mm. of what the frontal lobes did. So Trump is right; science is bad, huh? Is that what you're telling us, Carrie? Is that <laughs> what you're you know. saying? Something like that. Even today, scientists have only a vague idea of how the prefrontal lobes exercise that control, impulse control and planning. Hmm. And so, but victims of prefrontal injuries can still pass most neurological exams with flying colors. 
So pretty much anything you can measure in the lab, memory, language, motor skills, reasoning, and intelligence hmm. seems intact hmm. with people well, that's with weird. prefrontal lobe injuries. It implies then that those functions are housed elsewhere in the brain, but the, maybe the prefrontal lobe organizes them or something like that. Not necessarily. Why not? Because the brain has a remarkable ability to adapt when yep. it's been damaged. Yeah, but he never had any delay in adapting. He was always more or less normal immediately after this. Well, uh, I think there probably was some amount of delay. So he eventually learned, learned that an yeah. elephant was not uh, yeah, probably. a zebra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could be a little bit of both. But so, though, like I just said, those things that they test in the lab, language skills, motor skills, those kinds of things, all seem normal. But things that one needs to do outside of the lab, that's where the problems would happen, and that's where they think, in particular, per- persona- personality changes would occur. And people with prefrontal damage often betray a lack of ambition, foresight, empathy, and other traits. So these are the kinds of things that, we know after now. the fact, <laughs> were okay. ascribed to Phineas. Okay. And a doctor um, doing a quick exam of him in at Harvard Medical School would have no way of measuring these things. Yeah. Yes, How do you treat your wife? He wanted to go back to them. work in a couple of days. He did not lack ambition. Correct. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, exactly. So and he could plan three days ahead. Easy. Planning. Easy. Yeah. So we are just destroying this theory. Science is a liar sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Harlow didn't write a whole lot about Phineas's mental status, but he did talk about how he had changed somehow. He says before the accident, he was resolute, and that after the accident, Phineas was now capricious and no sooner made a plan than dropped it for another scheme. Hmm. Although deferential to people's wishes before, Phineas now chafed at any restraint on his desires. He well, said, that, that does fit the theory then. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said he was a sm- smart, shrewd businessman before, and that he now lacked any money sense. And that he was courteous and reverent before, he was now fitful and irreverent, Indulging at times at the in the grossest profanities. <laughs> Y'all want to buy some goddamn lottery tickets? See, it's all wrapped into one there. But he wasn't specific about what those profanities were, so who knows? Well, he couldn't repeat them, Carrie. Absolutely not. Obviously, you go get the vapors. Gosh darn! <laughs> Hang on. Blasted. My sweater. Oh my goodness! Your little salmon-colored sweater. One of your four sweaters, you know? Okay. <laughs> she has salmon. <laughs> Just two. It's cold. She's got it's a shirt, really then a sweater, cold. then another sweater, cold. then a blanket. I think of Roosevelt at Yalta. <laughs> okay. It's an obscure reference, but. And Harlow said that friends said that Gage Phineas was no longer Phineas. He was now Ferb. <laughs> he was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. So the railroad refused to give him his job back. Wow. What? That is fucking ableist shit. I know. Well, uh, we're heading that direction. I think you'd have a discrimination claim if this happened. Hell yeah. So Phineas began traveling around New England instead, basically putting himself on display. Tilting his head to show the hole in it. With his tamping iron. Oh my God. For money. 
This included a, a small stint in P.T. Barnum's museum in oh, New York. shit. Not the traveling circus. Oh, no. Just a... And for an extra dime, skeptical viewers could part his hair and see uh, his brain pulsating beneath what? his scalp. So he always had an open hole in his head. It never sealed or anything like that? Well, not it's, the scalp. Uh, I mean, not the skull. So beneath a but, thin layer of skin... Yeah, is no. There's no brain. They didn't like again sawdust. No, I'm brain. just saying that there's brain. But I mean, I know, no I'm sorry, skull. no bone, no skull. Correct. Mm. Yeah, because how could they? It was destroyed. I mean, <laughs> they don't have It was bone. out. Uh, it was out by the blasting area they could too. Plug it with something. No. Plug it with Pork. something. Nope. Nothing. What? Uh, Literally, what material? I don't know, but they're going to take some bone from a corpse. Maybe. Nope. Corpse bone. Ugh. And graft it onto there. Why not? Yeah, I'm sure nowadays they could do something, but this was 1848. Yeah, yeah, they'd use a titanium plate nowadays, but nah. back then, cork. Can they do a bone graft? Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, but like I don't. Know. It was probably <laughs> too big for a bone graft. <laughs> it's a quarter. It's an inch and a quarter, right? Diameter. Well, but pieces fell off. I'm sure it, it's not a clean hole. Yeah. No, it's perfectly. It was absolutely a like a like a laser. <laughs> No, the the first doctor said it was like a volcanic uh, eruption yeah, there out of his bits head, of bones sticking out, out and, of the womb. Yeah, Blah. yeah. Could you imagine? I don't no. wanna. But you just did. So Phineas finally found work driving a horse coach in New Hampshire. Really? Mm-hmm. My driver don't have a brain. He's got. A brain. He had a brain, but not a lot of it. He's got a hole in his head. But so at this point, there's no record really of you know what he did beyond that or during this time, and we don't really know what his conduct was like, you know, if he was really swearing up a storm and yeah, spending all his money. He would keep his job if he was swearing up a storm mm-hmm. and showing his dick to the customers on his coach. So so Harlow's report, you know, of all the changes in his behavior and stuff, it didn't really specify a timeline of when his symptoms emerged and whether they got any better or worse over time. And I think Dr. Harlow didn't follow him all along. Oh, sorry. (laughs) And, you know, keep track of him and, you know, keep examining him and talking to him and stuff like that. Oh, at one point he says that uh, Phineas started telling his nieces and nephews wild stories about his supposed adventures and attributes this to him, you know, making up stories and telling tall tales and that it was a symptom of frontal lobe damage. Mm. I don't know why. Tall tales. Unfortunately, Phineas. nobody preserved Phineas's brain. <laughs> that is unfortunate. I know, when he did die. So scientists are left examining the few remaining relics from his life instead, especially his skull mm. and the tamping iron, I was about <laughs> which are on display at the Warren Anatomical Museum at Harvard Medical School. Named after Elizabeth Warren. Um, <laughs> people love to go there, and they don't mind hearing the, all the graphic details about his injury. I'm sure some do. but A lot of people, they have like a guest book there, well, you know, where people couldn't sign. A lot of people said, this was on my bucket list. Or, you know, everybody yeah. wanted to see Phineas Gage's skull. They are at the Anatomical Museum. Uh, they're mm-hmm. probably ready to that's see some true. brains. That's that's yeah. Oh, there is a museum that I want to go to. The, the Penis th- Museum in Iceland? No. <laughs> the Mutter Museum. Oh, yeah. In Iceland? You no. know the Mutter Museum? I've heard no. of it. Yeah. What is that? The scary dolls? 
It's gross anomalies. They, yeah, they like have that. all kinds of weird stuff there. Elf I'd go man, there. That kind of thing. I don't know. If oh, it's literally. Him, I, but I don't know things that. like that. <laughs> anyway, the left eye socket of his skull, where near the, the entry wound, looks jagged. The exit wound on top consists of two irregular holes with a patch of bone stuck between them. Oh, really? Like a flattened wad of gum. That is. That's not a helpful description because I don't. That could look like anything. A flattened wad of gum. That isn't. What's but what? How is that bone? Yeah, I don't understand. We don't like that description. Okay, don't. sorry. Well, may, uh, maybe I'll search and see if there's a picture. Okay. There okay. are pictures of his skull yeah. online. I don't know specifically of the top. You can look it up now, Jack. The tamping iron is at the museum as well. It rests one shelf below the skull. The museum curator describes it as heavy. <laughs> that's about it. About it. It's not like a baseball bat or a shovel. It feels real. The tip of the iron looks blunted like a slightly used crayon. But I guess that's pretty sharp when it's going through your head. Mm. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at the, it's mainly a large hole. And then it looks like, looks like it kind of follows one of the skull yeah. sutures. And it's a much, much smaller hole next to it. So it's not really... There's no gum. <laughs> ah. No, it's bone. It's a piece yeah. of bone. So what will probably happen is that there's some Ooh, damage God. on the smaller one, and it just fell away. Yeah, but that left eye socket degraded. Though. Is it yeah, now? Oh yeah, I left eye. Ooh, that's not. Oh my God, it's trashed and back behind the eyeball. Yeah. Jaggedy. Oh yeah. God. So he had. Yeah. So the oh. base of his skull was a jagged mess the rest of his life. Yeah. <gasps> oh. How the fuck did he live? Yeah, Our cheekbones, man. Crazy. I know. It is amazing when, I mean, you hear about people impaled in the face and yes, stuff, or uh, even shot in the face. Getting and, drills in the head. Yeah. And, it's amazing. And staples. Scary. Yep. Sure. I sure. think it's probably Phineas Gage that I'm thinking of, like, or maybe it's somebody else where, and I, it seems to me I've seen a picture <laughs> of somebody like sitting. With holding a rod, yeah, same. going through his. I will head. show you the picture. It just came but, up on Google. But apparently, that never happened because it, it went through be immediately. But it can't be stage because it went all the way through his head. Yeah. I have absolutely, I've absolutely seen that too. Oh no, that's different, a different picture. One. Oh. Yeah, it's similar that's, to the one you're saying. That is him yes. sitting there holding the. No, like okay. in his head. Oh, yeah. in the head. I've seen in that his too. Head. Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, when you first said I it know. went through, I was a little bit surprised. Yeah, I know. Me too. So there is someone. I there's someone out there who survived, and 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 the it wasn't three. Feet seven inches. It was like thirteen inches, something like that. It stayed in his skull. I don't know who that was. Oh, I don't know if that's the one I'm thinking of. Something like that happened. Yeah, it's weird. So you know, it happens. Yeah, (laughs) it's happened more than once. Because after the fact, they had scientists had his skull and everything, and so they could see the obvious entry and exit wounds. Several scientists decided to try to digitally recreate the journey of the tamping iron so that they could hopefully determine what specific parts of the brain were destroyed. And, you know, so then maybe in the nowadays, scientists could say how it would have affected him. And so they used sophisticated computer modeling. And um, so the first one was done by a husband and wife team, Antonio and Hannah Damasio, neuroscientists at USC, University of Southern California, they developed a famous theory of how emotions work and how they supplement and enhance our reasoning skills. So he used his own patients who had frontal lobe deficits to figure this out, but he also used Phineas Gage 
and you know wrote a book and all that kind of stuff. And in his book, for some reason, he described Phineas as a vagrant sociopath. Why? Yeah, probably because of all the erroneous the, reports. The and everything. Yeah, he needed a PR flack. Mm-hmm. Really, <clears throat> he didn't have a good PR person. Yeah. Well, the way he modeled Phineas's accident, it was in part to search for evidence that he suffered damage to both his left and right hemispheres, so which would make personality changes more drastic, right, if it was mm-hmm. both sides. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Sip. Carrie's taking a scissor break. <laughs> so they found what they were looking for, as they usually do. Yeah. And this study was on the cover of Science Magazine in 1994. Shit, Science Magazine? uh, It's highly unlikely he had left and right brain. Yes. They, uh, this husband and wife team, still stand behind their paper. But later studies, which took advantage of um, more sophisticated computer modeling computers to create more accurate models of his skull, put their results into question. They so, drew it on cell animation, by the way. That was there. Well, in 2004, a different team, this one led by Peter Ratiu, who is now an ER doctor in Bucharest, Romania, <gasps> concluded that the rod could not have crossed over the midline and damaged his right hemisphere, just the left. So, and they determined it based on the angle of entry and lack of a broken jawbone. Mm. That makes sense. So they. Oh, because it's almost like it's almost straight up. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not angled to the right. It's going and for some reason that he must have had his mouth open uh, at the time. Yeah. I don't know. He's why. probably yelling at someone. Get away! Boom. Or he turned his head and that he, and he was talking yeah. to the crew, talking. and so so that it, that's what his mouth was open and he was speaking at the moment of impact. Or he was yawning because it was just another day at work. Yeah. Well, no, because remember Terry. he was. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Very conscientious. Well, and actually, what they were doing was the most important part of their jobs. So, did you, girl? Yeah, this is, this is a long way to go for my yawning joke. Uh huh. So, um, another study, and they would go through like millions of possible trajectories, and and then you, you know rule them all out, but just a few that didn't break his jaw, didn't blow his head off. Yeah. And didn't do a bunch of other things. So they could narrow it down into this is what had to have happened because of what didn't happen, basically, if that makes sense. Sure. So this other one that, like I said, went through the millions of different trajectories, it basically supported what the Romanian ER doctor said, that it couldn't have gone through both um, hemispheres. So so we're going to talk about what Gage did at the end of his life now. He didn't get his job back, so he went to the circus. And then he came back to New Hampshire, and he worked for a year and a half in the horse stable in a, at a farm in New Hampshire. Then somebody, don't know who or why they heard of Phineas Gage, in 1852, invited him to come to South America. Hmm. Brazil? Come to Brazil. They were even doing that back then. Chile. Oh. No, that's different. He was seasick. It's a fine country, but... Brazil. Weird, though. He was seasick the whole voyage down there. He was recruited by an entrepreneur hoping to take advantage of a gold rush in Chile. You and mean back in his old old mining not, you know, work, right? No. No, he was a railroad. No. You would think, but yeah. no. Or, you know, you know what I mean? Some kind of yeah, some 
no explosives. Hand. He wanted him to drive coaches. Oh, my God. You need well, to recruit he was, some run from New Hampshire I to know. drive coaches in, New, in Chile. But with a hole in the head. Yeah. Something's fishy about this. I think he's going to be trafficked. This was along a rugged, mountainous trail between Valparaiso and Santiago. Mm-hmm. And he did this for seven years. Jeez. Yes. That's how you pronounce that. What, Valparaiso? Valparaiso. Santiago. Well, <laughs> no, that's years. the way I he pronounce meant, it. He meant seven. <laughs> well, eventually he was forced to quit because he his health deteriorated. And in 1859, he caught a, another ship back to San Francisco near where his family had moved. I guess they went from New Hampshire to San Francisco. And so he had to rest for a couple months after he got back. And then he got a, another job as a laborer on a farm, and he seemed to be doing better. It was still difficult work plowing and you know doing all that kind of stuff. And this is early 1860. He started having seizures, mm-hmm. and then more and more seizures. Oh, Phineas. And this he died oh. on May 21st, oh. 1860. He was only 36. Wow. But he had survived... His horrific accident. He had 12. For almost 12 years. Gift years. Wow. Mm-hmm. His family buried him two days later, possibly with his beloved tamping iron. I hope so. I would Better think. Be. Which we say no because the tamping iron is in the museum, remember? Oh, yeah. A tamping iron is in the museum. Are there grave robbers involved? No. Replica. Dr. Harlow had lost track of Gage or Phineas years before, but somehow. Found out he was back in, he was in San Francisco with his family. So uh, this is after Phineas died, but he wrote to his family wanting, you know, details about what had happened with Phineas in the years since he lost track of of him. And he convinced Phoebeus, Phineas's sister Phoebe, to exhume his body to get his skull for Harlow. So she did it. So not only did she get his skull, she got his tamping iron, if indeed it was oh. buried with him. She don't believe in grave robbers. Grave robbers. Yeah, clearly. Because fuck. Well, Unless she burned his bones, because that destroys the ghost, as we know from Supernatural. Mm-hmm. As you know from that fucking show. Uh, as millions of fans know from <laughs> Supernatural. Because they can't let go of the past. Hmm. Right over I hate Supernatural. Oh, shut scourge on Isn't it going to end? It is ended. Oh. I just haven't seen it yet. I still have DVR stuff for like three years. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. I'm so sick of it. A hoarder of TV. Well, Phoebe, her husband, their family doctor, the city mortician, and even San Francisco's mayor were all there when they exhumed Phineas's body. They oh, all yes. wanted to be there when they opened up the coffin. And then the family hand-delivered the skull and tamping iron to Dr. Harlow in New York a few months later. Well, I mean, who else would you trust? What service, man? Yeah. That was a nice family. That was a nice mm-hmm. family. They were paid off. So this was 1866. Or actually, he contacted them in 1866. It was 1867 when they exhumed the body and, and brought it to him. So this is at the point at which he decided to write out the full case report and you know everything about his mental status and everything. So one thing that uh, was interesting that they think helped, you know, scientists nowadays think helped him recover was the the routine of the coach driving in South America mm-hmm. because, and I don't know where it is in here, but the way the driver controls the horse's reins yeah. 
they use a different finger, you know, for steering. Isn't that weird? Like, oh, they just pull with the fingers. Yeah. They go left and pull with the dog. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But like on each hand, like, they use different like you... fingers for different things. Oh, okay. Huh. And so just like rounding a bend on this, it sounds like it's like kind of a treacherous mountainous road. Mm, sure. Would take a lot of dexterity. Mm. So... The trails were supposedly crowded. He would have to make quick stops and dodges. Sometimes he was driving at night, so he would have to kind of have the road memorized, the twists and turns and drop-offs, and also had to watch for bandits. Bandits. So anyway, you know. But but I thought he was more or less recovered, again, early, early on, and was more or less okay before he ever went to Chile, I thought. Well, I... Who knows? Oh, yeah, I guess he was I mean, stagecoach he was, driving in New Hampshire, though, too. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yes. But, you know, there was a period of time when he was just kind of drifting around, and he went and, hmm. you know, right. showed his head holds and yeah. gawkers and stuff like that. So, so this kind of contradicted any of the stories that he was impulsive and, hmm. you know, had all the personality flaws that they said he had because he couldn't have those. Seems and, like at least and do this difficult job. Semi contemporaneously, the mo- the main source for that was that Doctor Holmes. Wait, who was the doctor? Harlow. Harlow. Yeah. It seems like he's the main source of that. You know, in more or less contemporaneous times. Yeah. So they they think. And he's full of shit. Sure, he had problems. Who but wouldn't with a hole in your head? Exactly. And remember, let's not forget no eye. That's not that's not a bed of roses but with they sawdust were in your eye. Temporary. And like Jack said, this is a testament to the healing powers the of the brain. How how much the brain the can brain. heal hmm? itself. Mm-hmm. Which we kind of know. Yeah. yeah. Like when they have to for some certain um conditions, they have to cut sever the yeah, yeah connection between the left and right hemispheres and mm-hmm. you have to procedures you kind of have to yeah. relearn yeah right is yeah that, is that one of the things where you have to relearn stuff i don't know i think so yeah probably that yeah is that that name for that that corpus callosum corpus callosum that separates left and right hemisphere <laughs> yeah and you have to and some things are on your left some things are your right so you gotta make yep. up for it yep the brain's a cool thing man yep or especially when, when it has a big spike hole in his head ah, in it stroke victims who have to learn how to Talk and walk. Talk and walk and yep. all that kind of stuff all over again. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Brains are amazing. That's I want to study them. Sometimes they did you have that. a heavy perfect perfection. Per, heavy heavy perfection. <laughs> let's go ahead and let's go visit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, say her name so people can look it up. Christine Branson. It was a news. She was Everybody a... No. no, not anymore. So good. But okay, after you look up Christine Branson, look up Thirty Rock. Yes, when oh, Pete flawless did a delivery, flawless impression, syllable for syllable. She's fine. She yes. didn't have a stroke or anything. She was fine. She had a migraine and vibration. And she <laughs> she just was saying gibberish on a on a live Don't news. Don't explain it. Let we'll them see explain it. For it. Okay. Let them let them. Okay, okay. I remember seeing. That's your homework. Okay, thank you, Carrie. Is that it? That's it. Well, thank you for the story of Phineas Gage. Let's call that the man with the hole in his head. Huh? Yeah. Okay. No, maybe? Yeah, okay. sure. Yeah, why not? Well, thank you. I'm still going to look up to see the picture of somebody sitting in a chair with a yes. rod yes. going maybe through we'll his head. Yes, we'll do an addendum. Yeah. So, which might be right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or just post a picture online. All right, we'll do that. 
Okay, Thank you, Carrie. Tell us where to find him. Uh, you can find us on <laughs> weirdworld.podcast.com. <laughs> no. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, see? Face. Weirdworld.podcast.com. No, Weirdworld on Twitter, on our Weirdworld no, Weird Podcast. Pod so on why, that's why I don't do it. Well, you think you've heard it a thousand Maybe. times. I tune out. Weirdworld Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon, and Weirdworld Pod on Twitter. Thank you. Follow See, us. it's just cleaner if Stain. you do it. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. See you guys Thanks next for time. listening. Bye. Thanks.